All right, guys, here we go. Kind of tough episode here because the Vikings uh, got swamped by the Green Bay Packers, which always sucks. We're going to talk NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. We're going to talk about the Twins are back in contention. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Not looking forward to uh, the initial discussion here. Um, I'm a happy guy, but I was disappointed earlier today. Yeah, super disappointed. Vikings fall in kind of embarrassing fashion to Pretty the Green Bay Packers. That's three straight times the Packers have absolutely handed it to us, which is never fun. Um, yeah, so that was a bummer. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about on today's sportscast. Also, go back, listen to our screencast from earlier in the week. Wow, it was fantastic. A lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It All was right. fun. So... Um, we have a great episode to dive into, but before we do that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean, Podcast App, and Spotify, and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone, your device, each and every week. Also, we need you to give us that five-star review. We've been asking for it for years, but now is the time because we want our guy, Jimmy Channels, to officially become a Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> critic. We're so close. Big things are happening. We're getting close. We need a few more people because we have all the metrics we need for him to be an official Rotten Tomatoes critic, except for that one thing. So please, 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 he will give the JC3 on all kinds of things on Rotten Tomatoes, actually. We, the Nordy's podcast, will also... Because I'm always right. Yes. So, I mean, like, I need to share that with more... With the whole world is what I'm thinking. So. Also, guys, we have some really cool news coming for you in the next few weeks. We can't really share it now, and that's the lamest thing to say on a podcast. But we have some big things coming uh, down the pipe right now. Yeah. No, it should be a really exciting few months for the pod. Are you Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm excited, too. So, yeah, Very pay attention. Much so. Listen to our next few episodes. We've got some really cool news to drop, some big things that we're going to be doing um, right here. In Northeast Minneapolis. I'll give a little spoiler. I'm going to do 12 instead of 6. Whoa. I'm kidding. Whoa. <laughs> I will never eat those wings again. Yeah, we're not <laughs> doing it. The challenges is one thing, but we got other shit popping too. So, All right, guys. So we're drinking a absolutely hectic beer, um, but it's really fun to drink. What the hell are we drinking right now? So this beer is, again, from Wild Mine in South. It's called Garden Rager. Which Love is kind it. of in a like very appropriate term for this beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sour ale with cucumber, melon, and lime, and holy shit, dude! It's a lot of fun. It is a fun beer. It tastes like uh, like a sour candy to me. But the melon, like the melon, isn't that sweet, and the cucumber isn't sweet, so it kind of takes off the edge a little bit. But it is, it is a big, delicious, fun beer to drink. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, try it. What's it called? Garden Rager. Garden Rager. All right, guys, here we go. We're going to jump into our starting five. We're going to take a little more time on a few of them today, like my first one, which is the Minnesota Twins are officially back. Yeah, Yeah. they're winning again. Yeah, they're dominating. I am officially back on the bandwagon, and that's because, damn, they look so good suddenly. Um, They just finished up a sweep of division rivals, uh, the Cleveland 
um, should be just like the the Washington football team, the Cleveland baseball team, um, <laughs> to take a multi-game lead over them. I think now we're like three and a half ahead of Cleveland, something well, like that. Well, that was like it was like winning nine games in a row, you yeah. know, in a regular season. And they were ahead of us going into this week in the standings. Okay, so we not I mean good we, team, we very good them. team. Yeah, they traded one of their best pitchers though, which is also strange, but okay. they still have good arms. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it's really fun, especially when um, we get some good pitching performances as well, and home runs going out of the park left and right all over. Which the field. is sort of what we were missing for a little bit there. So our boy Williams Astadio got one last night too. La Tortuga, oh, La Tortuga, Byron, Byron Buxton just in in between periods of being injured is absolutely mashing the ball. <laughs> yep. Uh, Josh Donaldson <laughs> right. also in in between periods between being injured is also mashing the ball right now. The pitching has been pretty good. The bullpen has been um you know. It's had a couple shaky outings, but it's been a little better in recent days. Um, Pineda being back is great. Um, Maeda trade looks like a brilliant trade. Maybe the best point. trade the Twins have ever made, in, or at least in the last 10 years. He, he looks fantastic. I mean, it can't beat the, the Liriano, um, A.J. Pruszynski, Boof Bonzer uh, for, was that it? Yeah. Boof. Liriano, Boof Bonzer. And Joe Nathan. And Joe Nathan. Yeah for A.J. Pruszynski trade. Yeah. Can't yeah. beat that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, yeah, this trade looks unbelievable. Um, the Twins are playing really well. And uh, at this point, they are currently fourth. They're tied for third in the AL. Um, they are uh, one game behind first place um, Chicago White Sox. They are a half game behind second place Tampa Bay Rays, and they're tied for third with uh, Oakland. the Oakland yeah. Athletics. So they are, you know, they have a puncher's chance to be the number one team in the AL going into the playoffs. And now. listen to who the, the pitchers you just listed. Kenta Maeda, who has been great, but yeah. is not in any circles listed as like one of the best pitchers ever. Michael Pineda, uh, suspended for steroids, <laughs> has had Tommy John. Like mm-hmm. the, he's He's been through the whole gambit of... Drama, uh, NFL, pitcher drama, MLB pitching issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we just need them to have like maybe some sort of a criminal complaint against them, and I think that completes the trifecta. It'd be bingo. And then point. Jose Barrios, who's the underachieving, you know, ace in waiting that's never going to to make it. Um, and then he a bull, and then bullpen is. games. So like we have no marquee pitchers. Um, Maeda's making the name for himself, kind of. Isn't he a little older, too? I mean... Yeah, because most of the the Asian pitchers that do come over don't come over until they're in their, like, late 20s. Mm-hmm. So just because they don't get good until then, and, you know, it takes a while to get them in you know drafted in the in the pool so yeah uh yeah uh it's awesome our offense is totally doing everything for us which is great and that's fun but our pitching staff has actually been good our they've they've settled down i think our era is third in the al right now and um our strikeouts are like maybe second in the al or something which is crazy because we've never been a strikeout pitching team. no and you can see that like like uh every year our strikeouts since bringing in um falvey and levine Every year, our strikeouts have gone up. So you could see that they were like, oh, yeah, we're not going to pitch to contact anymore. We're literally going to try to have absolutely flamethrowers everywhere on this team. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me that analytics matters? (laughs) (laughs) Before, we were like, yeah, he picks corners, but he gets hit hard. (laughs) (laughs) I want a whole team of Brad Radke's. There's a whole team of... 88 down the pipe. <laughs> but we're gonna hope for grounders. It, it <laughs> yeah. is funny though watching Dobnik like pitch 
because Dobnik doesn't strike anybody out. Everybody hits the ball, but like he'll go like a whole game and like no one will hit the ball out of the infield. Right. And you're like, I guess that works. Dude. But then also another game, he'll um, get everyone mashed. will hit it out yeah. of the infield. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> In one inning. Um, yeah. So right now the Twins, if, if the playoffs were to start today, they would play the Blue Jays. In the first round, which would be an ideal matchup for us, um, if they move up at all, they they f- could face Cleveland, New York, or uh, the defending cheating champions, the Houston Astros. I'll just pre- I just know we're going to play the Yankees, so let's just prepare. I thought the for Yankees that. were trash, or is everybody hurt and they'll be much better ones better? The Yankees could be trash or could be great. It doesn't matter because if they play the Twins, they will sweep them. Right. We'll be like, oh gosh, we have to go to Yankee Stadium again, ah, and then we'll just get swept because that happens. Every time we play them. Yeah, last year you were pretty sure things were about to change. That no, was Eric Ryan. wasn't. That was me. Oh, that was you? I think yeah. I said they get okay. swept. Yeah, I think you I did. Was, I was trying to be positive. <laughs> and I was so drinking the Kool-Aid Ryan. I was like, yeah, it's a new year, new management, new team. Uh, no reason to think that they can't come in there and be the better team. And yeah, well, and then we got killed. Yeah. I think I said if they played any other team, they would win. But since they're playing the Yankees, they will get swept. Oh, God. All right, next up, the NBA playoffs are going, and we are getting hot and heavy. We're down to five teams at time of recording because the Denver Nuggets um, have won two in a row, sending it to Game 7 against the LA Clippers. In the Eastern Conference, you have the Boston Celtics versus the Miami Heat. Yep, so I think Celtics in five. And then they go on, and then they. I think the the clip joint is going to win, and then they're they're going to get beat by the Lakers in six, and okay. then the Lakers is, are going to beat the Celtics in seven games. Wow, I think you're giving a lot of respect to the Celtics team. They're pretty um, good. Yeah, but they're missing Hayward. He's going to be out the whole. He'll time. be back. He will. I thought he. I thought they said he might be back. Man, I don't know. And 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 uh, a kind of hobbled. Um, uh, what's the guard's name? Uh, Kemba Smart? Walker. Oh, yeah, Kemba Walker he has hasn't been really been playing a disaster. Super well. Um, I just think that you're going to get the Lakers and the Clippers, which is going to be for the title. And I think the Lakers are going to come out on top in that one. I think Boston Miami is going to be a lot of fun to watch, but neither of those teams are real contenders to win the title in this thing. So I, I I'm cheering okay, for. Okay, so you agree with me, except for you think probably it's going to be more like five games. I, I think that the Lakers Clippers is for the title, and I think yeah. whoever wins that is going to win in five six tops. I think that they're going to just be better okay. than the Eastern Conference teams. Um, but I think the Eastern Conference series is going to be awesome. I mean, really fun teams that that the, uh, the Heat team doesn't really have a star player. They just have all good players. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Jimmy Butler's borderline. He's a yeah. star player, but more for his personality, not necessarily his stat lines. I, I and think stuff. Jimmy Butler is like the. He's just incredibly driven to win, which I, is nice. But without without actually like doing the math on this, I think Jimmy Butler is like the seventeenth best player. Yeah. In the NBA. But he, he acts like he's top five, <laughs> which is fine. Um, the issue is over the course of the next, after they get eliminated in five or six games, they will start to turn on each other and then they'll have to trade off Jimmy Butler. <laughs> and he'll have to go to a new team where he, he doesn't, it's not so much he changes the dynamic, he becomes the dynamic. That's what it is. And now it's the Butler show. So I'm glad to be rid of him, even though he is a talented ass dude. Um, I think he's limited. It's like a Westbrook having him on your team. It all sort of becomes about him, and he's not quite good enough. So, so you guys are giving the Heat no chance against. No, the no, I think that they have a. I mean, they might forty percent chance. 
I'd say they have a 30 25 If they win chance. game 1, mm-hmm. they could for sure win the same. I think oh, that sure. I think that series is a war and I think same with the if if the Clippers win. I think that the the Lakers probably beat up on the Nuggets, but I think if the Clippers win, I think that um it's a great series. It's okay. George and George and Kawhi versus LeBron and Davis. I mean, could it get better than that? Yeah, so I know historically yeah. the Lakers Celtics is a is a great storyline. It's probably what the NBA is hoping for. But is the Heat versus the Lakers versus LeBron a, a is more cool. interesting storyline? I mean, that would be fun. I, I don't I don't care which one it is. I want to see I, I think Brown and Tatum are are just I mean, Tatum for sure is a future star. Unbelievable. Yeah. And Brown is, you know, a great number two to him. I do think that the Celtics are run so well. They have so many good players that they are more exciting to me than the Heat. But the Heat just play like a team. And, like, they have the least star star. And they have... Yeah, who's who's the whitey? Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic. Nobody. And Dragic, he's had a great well, career. No, the he's shooter guy. Hero. Tyler yeah, Hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's a rookie first-round pick this year, but he's been great. I thought he was undrafted. No, he was like the 14th pick in the draft out of Kentucky. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the guy who made like 300 threes this year. Tyler Hero. I think uh, we're thinking of the, the same, same guy. guy. Okay, anyway, yeah. let's move on. I'm yeah, sorry. So Tyler Hero, um, they have uh, the big guy. Bam out of AO. Bam at a bio or whatever they have. Uh, Close enough. <laughs> Just say it fast. I'm at a bio. Um, um they have, you know, I mean, he's great, by the way. He's just a little they're, unpolished. They're so but, fun. Yeah. And so I, I think that that series is a blast. I'm and loving every series. A little disappointed that um, I kind of wanted to see the Rockets move forward. But, dude, it's it's all been really fun. I mean, anytime you're going to get hope, you know, here's here's hoping to Kawhi versus LeBron. Yeah. Is, I mean, does basketball get better? I mean, that's really exciting. I was thinking of Duncan yeah. Robinson. Okay. Anyway, don't know much about him, but people like him too. Yeah, I mean that 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 Heat team is has been loaded. Um, yeah, I mean there's just a lot of fun guys left in this thing. And Game Seven between the Nuggets and the the Clippers should be a lot of fun too. They That's tomorrow. The best passing. It's on Tuesday, I think. Okay. Hmm. They're slowing things down, things down a little bit. I think they're trying to avoid the N- NFL. Yeah, that's they're trying to be for like. The best. Yeah, we'll play early on Sunday, and then we won't play on Monday. I just Monday can't believe it's not getting good ratings, or you know, I just, I, I, a lot of people I'm talking to are watching it. I'm watching almost every single night. That's one, because you're not friends with games. racist people. Uh, there's too many of those out there, and they're I mean, literally, or, they're like, uh, yeah. I mean, we watched on Thursday night football a moment of unity was what it was called, where the teams, white and black, both home and away, went to midfield and linked arms for a moment of unity, Mm -hmm. and the stupid-ass racist fans of Kansas City, Missouri, booed the moment of unity. Now, I heard that the... It was really well, or really like poorly orchestrated, and that what was the opposing team they were playing? The Houston Texans. Houston Texans. So the Texans were coming out of the tunnel at the time during the, the the moment of unity, like they were not fully out in the field, and so people didn't know the moment was happening, and they only announced that it was a moment of unity after it was over with. They were like, "That was a moment of unity for you know." Yeah, whatever. but I mean, Patrick and so I've Mahomes heard that it may have just been. 50. Yeah, no, like some of them were out. So I don't know. I, I just I I don't want to believe that people would just like it doesn't have to do. There was no flags had nothing to do with that. It just it, it wasn't like even a white or black thing. It was just sort of and it wasn't kneeling. It was just like confronting racism a little bit. 
And that's what people. Well, that just shows you it's not about the anthem. It's not about anything besides like don't challenge my my racist viewpoints. They're mine, and I love them. They try to protest in ways that you're. I'm sure it was. I just like I just want to believe that there's more to it, and I've just heard like I mean, just the I was there, and people were not. They didn't even know what was going on. They were booing because the Texans were still coming out of the thing. I don't know. Probably not true. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. The NHL playoffs are going on, and I'm gonna have you guys play a game called. Guess who's still in the thing? The Vegas Knights. All right, all right. So, so Jim, you're gonna go first. Can you tell me the four teams that are left? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Winnipeg Jets, uh, the Vegas Knights, the uh, Boston, uh, what are Penguins? What Bruins. are they? The pe- P- Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> and the Detroit Red Wings. You got one of them. Hey, that's Barter, pretty good. Can you do it? Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. Oh, that's pretty good. Um. The New York Islanders. Yes. yes. Oh, shit. Two, two for two. The Vegas Golden Knights. Yes. And shit from the West. Um, oh, my God. Is he going to get all four? Um, I hope not. It'll make the segment better. Dallas Stars? <laughs> yes, you got oh, all four. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Um, Good work. This is the final four of an unprecedented fall now um, version of the NHL. And... People have no idea what's going on. Also, I just want to think about this. What is more of a nightmare for the NHL than either Dallas or Vegas versus the Tampa Bay Lightning for their Stanley Cup? I don't know if it matters at this point. I think the hometown crowds watch, and I don't know. I'm sure you get the Tampa super Bay's fans, home ca- super hockey fans, and that's, what, that's it. There's no one in Tampa Bay watching this. Oh, sure there are. I mean... Well, all right. There, there you pro- I mean, yeah, I don't know. I bet the they ratings for this stadium, are a so. fucking disaster. Now that, now that Tom Brady has played his first official game for yeah. the Buccaneers, nobody cares about the Lightning. <laughs> they were like, Florida Southern played their first college football game against uh, a college you've literally never heard of. Um, I don't care about hockey anymore. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's where we're at. I think the worst scenario is Dallas versus Tampa. Oh. Because I think Vegas has still like the the cool, you know, new kid on the block I thing going, so but uh, ratings wise, I think Dallas is better just from like a market standpoint. I don't know. Oh, I Bigger, just think yeah. it's a disaster for them. Everything's a disaster for the NHL. Oh, the yeah. NHL sucks. <laughs> the NHL should have done what I said a long time ago. Cut six teams out of the league, move all teams from the but southern United teams. States. Yes, I know. Move all teams from the southern United States out of them, and have twelve teams in Canada and twelve teams in the United States broken down into a Canadian division and a U.S. division. There's twenty four teams in the league total, and they and the Canadian team plays the American for the title. For the every title. Year. I mean, that, that's ratings <laughs> gold. I. Love that. The 12 Canadian... If we could somehow get Russian teams involved in this whole thing, like it would be beautiful. <laughs> 12 Russian teams get into it as well, yeah. Putin's, I, Putin's steroided up, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. team winning. Yeah. <laughs> um, Look like Ivan Drago. Like, and that's it, guys. That is all of our talk about the NHL. That was fun. And I successfully named three real teams. I did make up a fourth team. I mean, the Boston Penguins, the Boston Penguins teams, was a so. little... We, we kind of gave it to you, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. It's Bruins, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but I wanted to go with the Penguins, and then I had to reformulate. All right, guys, next up, uh, <laughs> the Big Ten is going to be voting this week on coming back and playing college football because they've been pressured um, mostly by um, people who would perf- think that the best medicine for a pandemic is pretending it doesn't exist. 
a no 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 kind of but they think that you get herd immunity by being around other people with it and then you don't get it mm. right yeah yeah mm. that's why nobody yeah. ever gets the flu when you go back to school <laughs> right mm. exactly all right guys so um the big 10 is gonna come back at for sure point. College football is going to be back. There aren't going to be fans there. Um, my problem with this is just that colleges have shown that they cannot have class without getting massive COVID outbreaks, right? Um, so, looking at, football, looking at you, Iowa. The, the, yep. And Michigan State, 400 kids in a oh, week. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah I mean, wow. just disastrous. Well, um, yeah, Madison sent all the undergrads home. Madison sending kids home. I mean, this is a... Th- like, like what did they fucking think was going to happen? All right, go ahead. Yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, the kids, like, I wouldn't have cared if I was that age. I was such an asshole. Well, the problem is... I would have been at the parties. I would have been... I don't know. At FGC. I would have been like, dude, I just won't see my family then, because all I care about is partying anyways. The, the problem I is... I just won't see old people anymore. The the, the problem with the whole <laughs> thing mean, is... That would have fine with me. Is that I saw some someone say... How, what do you think is going to happen when you put a thousand kids in a building with six bathrooms? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, you knew this was going to happen. Now, my thing is, is that if they would just stop pretending that this amateur status of athlete existed, and they made them some kind of professional athlete, which they truly are, especially in SEC country, especially when schools are saying we can't survive without football. Yeah, we can't like, survive without football. So you're but a football you are, school with classes as the side hustle. But you're like a, that's just the, but you're a student. Yeah, you know, like I just think that at that point, this is where you pay the players to be in a bubble. Yeah, right. That's it. It's it's so simple. God, you, that and, bubble would be hard to manage with kids, but it, it would. But like. You want, you want to know what would... But uh, they, can, they control, like, like having... having Okay, this is not... A, this is maybe a humble brag, but having played, like, the football team controls everything about your life, especially during the season, down to, like, the hours that you're going to be in the weight room, to the hours you're going to be in the film room, to the hours you're on the field, to the hours you're allocated to doing your homework. Like, everything... And I can't even imagine what it would be like at Ohio State or Michigan or something like that under, you know, Jim Harbaugh or formerly Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. how much of your life is controlled down to the minute because they need you doing football things. That's true. They, their lives wouldn't change at all if they were in a bubble, if they were all like in the same dorm room and only athletes and coaches were allowed in there and they were getting regularly tested, things would be almost exactly the same for them. So I don't see why this big argument of like, well, we got to let kids be kids. Well, no, like they're, you're making, they're making so much money off of their backs that mm-hmm. you should treat them like Eric's saying, like athletes, like professional athletes. It's the only time when we have adults that we want to treat like children. So we pretend that they're still children. Exactly. It's the only way that we still pretend that athletes are children. Or yeah. He could else. hold a gun right. and go to war, but he literally he's still could a kid. be just yep. an regular old adult and we wouldn't help him at all. But in our society, but he's a pro, he's a, semi-pro athlete at a college so we're gonna just pretend he's like a 17 year old boy still right right okay so here's my strategy guys you're like players on the team you are not allowed to see anybody except for your coaches and your teammates at all you are gonna live in this one building you're gonna eat the meals with us you're gonna travel with us you're gonna work out with us you're gonna do football all the time and we're gonna pay you all fifty thousand dollars a season (laughs) the players would literally be like that's more money than I've ever seen. Deal. Yeah. yeah. I won't see anyone ever again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and know, that's nothing for them. That's nothing. That's just, not even. It's just I mean, not a big deal. They spend that. They spend that on a fundraiser to make money. Like they don't even. I mean, that would be like nothing. four. It would be like something like four million dollars a year for the school. 
to pay the players that much. Well, you shell out five million for a coach per season. <laughs> you, you can't throw you, you, you twenty-five go, grand yeah. at a guy for three months. You go you to know? Alabama; it's like their football program probably costs them a hundred million dollars a year, easily, and they couldn't pay four million dollars to pay their players that. So, to me, it's not a problem. We should bubble these kids, but the Big Ten is going to be back, and the Gophers. Um, is this for the after Thanksgiving or is this for the October start? I'm going to assume it's, it's going to be October. Right? Okay. I'm going to guess that they're going to have like two or three weeks in September to practice and then start in October, play 10 games, be done mid, mid-December mid conference championship playoffs in January. Okay. It sounds fun. I mean, I'm excited to see college football. I just, uh, I don't want any, anybody getting hurt. Yeah. Well, then, then all the good players are going to opt out too. So you're going to have that. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's just like, why would you play right now? No reason. If you were like a first round pick level guy or even a second round pick level guy now, there are going to be some guys who make a mistake and should should play and don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't blame anyone for any choice that they make. And, right, right. You know, there's some great players who've already opted out, and that's totally fine. All right, uh, next up, uh, Dalvin Cook resigns. Big deal for Dalvin Cook. Um, he resigns for $12.5 million a year, five years, uh, $62.5 million. How I much believe. guaranteed? Um, 28 or 29 million guaranteed. That's a perfectly fine number. Um, it's, it's a lot for a position that I think we've been, it's been proven over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Um, you don't want to give big money to, but having said that NFL teams continue to do that. McCaffrey gets $16 million a year. Um, Camara signed like 10 minutes after cook did for more money for 15 million a year instead of 12 and a half. He's um, better. Yeah. Um, Elliot with a big contract cook now with a big contract. Well, like Joe Gert- Mixon just got 12 million a year. Gurley the year before. Yep, I mean, there just are big money contracts going out to all these running backs. So as much as people say, it's a bad idea to give big money to a running back NFL teams, Continue, but to how many how important. many times do those guys get cut like two three years later or, or waived as or soon as that guaranteed money is gone they're like and we're gonna move on to a younger cheaper person alexander madison yeah. you're up yeah um yeah so i mean it's good because cook is truly one of the best running backs in the entire nfl um he's a stud. when you give him the ball yeah yes um yeah so we'll let that talk lead us into our talk today about the minnesota vikings falling at home to the Green Bay Packers was at forty three to thirty four, a nine point loss. Yeah, that's forty three right. to thirty four, I believe, was the score of this game. Um, this game was ugly. Yeah, this was ugly. Um, the Packers could have been up by quite a bit more, um, having kicked two field goals in the first half and uh, being stopped at the goal line on fourth and goal. Um, this game could have been much worse. I mean, Rodgers had all day, and he missed a couple of wide-open people. Um, they could really do whatever they wanted out there, and they chose to put up a lot of points on us. Uh, Valdez Scantling, um, he literally dropped a first down and a near touchdown mm-hmm. in the game as well. Yep, a couple of drops, a couple of overthrows. It didn't matter. They they had opportunity to do whatever they wanted. Now, we should be alarmed um, with how they played. Mike Zimmer was on record saying... Have I ever had a bad defense before? As his answer to why he wouldn't have a bad defense this year, and then proceeded to give up the most points and the second most yards in the history of the Mike Zimmer Vikings. Wow. Interesting. Um, now, it goes down to no Daniil Hunter, which sucks, but we gave up a second-round pick for a unique in- Yannick Ngakwe. I don't know if it's unique or Yannick. I've heard it both I've ways. heard Yannick. But, but Yannick Ngakwe, second-round pick, he did literally nothing. Um, the D-line was atrocious. Um I thought Eric Kendricks played really well. 
Um, but the safeties and D-backs overall, was it was really, really, really ugly. I thought Anthony Harris played okay, uh, but he was asked. I mean, he's covering for the corners mm-hmm. when they were making mistakes. So when they're three steps back and yeah, um, I didn't. Yeah, it was it was overall bad for the Vikings. But I think we really have to give credit to the Packers play calling offensively because they had Mike Zimmer's defense dialed up and they knew exactly what was coming. They waited until the play clock got down to the very last second to see who was moving where and who was doing what and who was blitzing and. They had our number across yeah. the board. We there was nothing we could do to stop him. When you don't get pressure on Rodgers, and he has all day to sit back there, that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to yeah. get picked apart, and you're going to be left like with like rotisserie chicken bones left. Like all the meat's going to be gone. The defense couldn't get off the field. They couldn't get any stops. Like Eric, you're this you're the stats guy. Like Mike Zimmer's like third down defense has been known for being pretty stellar um, yes. consistently, and they. I think best in the NFL since he's been there, and they were atrocious today. Mm-hmm. I mean, penalties, jumping off sides, two of them early at yeah. home, missed tackles with no crowd. Like mm-hmm. the, the 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 excuses are not there. And um, again, it's week one. There's no need to panic. There's no 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 it's need to game, like though. push the I mean, eject like, button. It's our direct rivals for the division. Like, I mean, that's if, who if we're we had lost like twenty three twenty on a last second field goal, I don't think we would have felt as poorly as we did with just getting absolutely Dude, we lost in my mind we lost by 25 i don't care what that final box score was we were dominated on every asset and they were they, aspect of the game and they were playing prevent defense for the majority of the last bit of the fourth quarter and so they just didn't want to give up a lot of big plays and and we got some garbage time uh yards and a couple touchdowns but yeah i agree with you the score is not representative of how badly mm-hmm. we got beat by the Packers offense today. I mean, we got throttled by the Packers twice last year, especially that week, I think 16 game where they just absolutely embarrassed us. And then we come back just a few games later, week one this year and get embarrassed by them again. Um, we play them like week seven. I don't think there's a chance in hell that the current version of our team and their team is competitive based Agreed. on what I've seen over the last three times we've played them. When you go there, you just there's no way you'd pick the Vikings. I just win. at yeah. this point the Packers are better and they match up so well with the Vikings that I just can't imagine us beating them in the foreseeable future. Uh, in in yeah. 6 weeks, who is going to be that much better that they can cover Devontae Adams? Anybody? Yeah, right. No one. Nobody. He is very fucking good. Um would you rather have Zimmer or LaFleur at this point? And after I know LaFleur. it's it's a hot All right. I am. I'm not anti-Zimmer. I'm not. No, but, I know. But like Lafleur is showing that he is a big time coach. Well, I think really that question boils down to is who would you rather have, Gary Kubiak, and his kid, or Matt Lafleur? And I think you'd rather have Matt Lafleur. Oh, Lafleur is like one of the top level. He's in the top five probably offensive minds in the NFL right and now. We're, but we're, and we're retreading a guy who had success with the Denver Broncos in the 90s. And the, like, and the yeah. you know, the Texans in the last 10 years, but more sure. close to 10 years ago than to now. I, I just, I'm worried. Um, I think if I had a gun to my head right now, I would have, last week I said they were going to be 10 and 6. If I had a gun to my head right now, I would guess 6 and 10 after that performance. And that is disheartening. Yeah, I agree. 
And I said they're going to win twelve. How do you think I feel? It, it wasn't. It wasn't so much that like any um, one person was bad. It's just they were just better than us everywhere. Whether it was playing, coaching, no matter what, I just I was very disappointed with uh, with the effort we saw today. Yeah, disappointing way to start off the season with a huge game. And you get uh, Philip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts, who lost to the favorites to go winless and be the worst team in the league, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it might be just the team we need to play. The legend. Is of, that here or there? It's there. The legend of Gardner, Gardner Minshew? Yeah. Minshew continues to grow. Yes, apparently. He's great. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's what's coming up next week. We'll talk more about it on the Purple Pride podcast later this week, so tune into that as well. Um, but yeah, the Vikings really laying an egg in week one. I would love to to touch on some things that were like positive, but other than the first drive, wasn't great. I guess Adam Thielen had a pretty good performance, but really Loved the only Thielen. really the only shining light in a in a and and Kendricks on defense. But other than that, really just pretty dismal across. That the was board. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Finally. The Premier League is back. We talked hey. about it last week. We made our predictions. We've had quite a few games played so far. It all started out with the Arsenal putting it on a crappy Fulham team. How fun is waking up with Premier League soccer on Saturday morning? Yeah, it's great. I uh, I just like throw it on right when I wake up because I got a TV in my room, you know, so I just put that on. Fire it up right and away. And then I kind of start, you know, waking up a little bit and then I bring it out to the living room, start with the breakfast. It's a whole thing. I just love it. It's it's. It's very like uh, Zen for me. Even if you like the the Palace against I forget who they were playing, Southampton. Southampton couldn't have cared less about either of those teams. Palace's kits though, Eric looked no, unbelievable. No, they're so average. <laughs> so it started out first game of the year was Arsenal versus Fulham, and that felt good. It was uh, a, the kind of speed bump that has messed Arsenal up over the last couple years and i'm not acting like winning three nothing against fulham means we are destined for the title or anything like that but it was nice to really dominate a game um you had crystal palace with a one zip win over southampton you had the game of the weekend the defending champ liverpool against new to the premier league leads which was four three and it took a penalty for liverpool um in the last 10 minutes of the game to win it to win yeah and it was a real penalty it was it was um, Wild game though, but yeah, I know I know people hate on Liverpool for the VAR. You know they seem to every time it goes to VAR, it goes Liverpool's way. These things and some of the penalties, but this was I don't think there was much argument there. Just just lucky, um, but yeah, no, I mean it was really fun. Mo Salah just trying to get that golden boot. I think he feels like he has taken a step back and didn't ever intend to in the last couple of years. So um, let's see what happens. I mean. I guess Leeds is pretty legit, though. I, it, I thought it was gonna, they were going to be pushovers. It was one of those games where you're like, "All right, Liverpool's going to put their foot on the gas here any minute, any minute." And, here, and then it's going like, to look like you know. It's and then over. Leeds would like put a ball over the top, and Verge made a couple mistakes, and then they like they capitalized on. They had yeah. like eight good chances, and they capitalized on three of them, and it was kind of scary when you're like, as a Liverpool fan, you must have been like, "Okay, yeah, can we?" Guys, can we? All right, can we take this seriously that's enough. here? Let's and like, play hard now. Yeah, but you know they they got the job done. I think they would they would have scored another one even without that penalty. But um, yeah, it was a tough first matchup. Like when you think like oh, recently promoted mm-hmm. should be a pushover, but it, it was it was fun to watch. It was not fun. for you, it was but exciting. it was fun for me. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. You know, one one matchup doesn't mean everything, and 
I didn't want to draw. I'm psyched with the win, but it was it was really fun. Um, then you had Newcastle over West Ham two nothing, um, which was crazy. And that it was all before today when you had uh, Leicester three zip over newly promoted West Brom, and then you had Everton going to Spurs and winning one nothing. Beautiful, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, Mourinho has already turned on his team. He said, "I didn't like my team." That's what he said after the game. <laughs> oh my god! And it begins. Oh, there we perfect. Go. He's going to take him to 10th. Yeah, let's go. Jose, yeah, so. and the then, team uh, killer. Tomorrow you have uh, Sheffield United, who was the surprise of last season against Wolves, and uh, Brighton versus Chelsea. So. I think that the, that Wolves-Sheffield game might actually be like a really interesting matchup because two like really well-coached teams. Um, Sheffield are like incredibly well-organized, and Wolves are just... You know the budding stars of the Premier League, so that might be a fun game. Yeah, you get you get uh, Sheffield loses um, Dean Henderson, their goalie from last year, who goes back to Man United, who yep. is really promising. But they signed Aaron Ramsdale from Newcastle, who's another great English goalie, up and comer. Um, yeah, I think it's a awesome matchup. And then Chelsea versus Brighton is going to be fun as well. It'll be so. interesting to see who debuts for for Chelsea. Um, I don't know the health of Christian, whether he's going to start. Um, hopefully Kai Havertz just starts out of the gate and just I think let I'd him, be surprised if he did. I agree. Uh, I think Timo will start. Yes. Um, Chilwell's out. Oh, Conte's back. Um, seemingly healthy for now, but yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be a new look Chelsea for the season, and uh, I'm here for it. Yeah. So the Premier League is back, and it is so good. Yeah. Um, and then really quick, yeah, to tease it, next Sunday. James, Liverpool, Chelsea. To oh let God. let's get let's ramp it up. Let's go. That sounds fun. Do you want to do you want to go somewhere to try to watch it? Is that even possible these days? Nah, I'm not gonna even try that. All right. Well, uh, let's go, man. That's let's fun. Go. It's let's exciting. It. Yeah. I like the big matchups. Ten thirty Sunday. I mean, teams. we could we could find some way to watch together or something though. We could do we'll something work for it. it. So, yeah, um, it's really exciting. And then the next week after that is Arsenal versus Liverpool. Damn, I LFC. love these matchups, yeah. dude. This is a great start. You only, I mean, you get to play everybody twice. I'm burning a couple of good ones early, so it's gonna oh, be a long season. It's a problem though. It's Monday at two fifteen. Not a problem for me, bro. Well, that's a little a problem, problem for, for you. Me, yeah. I'm gonna have to figure a way out. But yeah, of that Premier one. League, and again, even without fans and the whole COVID stuff, has shown that they're a well-run league. Like everything was on fire all of Saturday, most of today. It was unbelievable. Like, and even on the Sunday matches, like leading up to the NFL, like before this came to NBC, there was nothing to watch on Sunday morning. No. I mean, you want to watch two hours of pregame on ESPN? Like, no, boring, don't care. I already checked my lineups. They're set. Um, but yeah, you get a couple good matchups in the morning, like at eight o'clock and then like a 1030, like leading into the noon NFL games. It's perfect. All right, I guys. love it. Sports are back. Sports are back. That's all the time we have this week on the Northeast Podcast. Go check our other episodes out. We have a Purple Pride Podcast. We got our screencast. We got all kinds of stuff coming. We got some big news coming up. So stay tuned in the next few weeks to see the big things the Northeast Podcast are doing. Um, but, guys, until next week, thank you guys for listening to the Northeast Podcast. Peace.